Amen. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Well, let's bow our heads and pray and ask God to meet with us here today. Lord, we thank you uh, for your word. We thank you for your presence that's already here among us. We tell you that we need you, that we love you, God. And we do thank you for your the reckless love that you give to us. We don't deserve it. We recognize that. But we're so thankful for it, Lord. And God, I pray that you would minister to us by your Holy Spirit. Uh, what we need is a word from you. We thank you for the Bible. We thank you for the scriptures. We thank you that you did not leave us without any uh, words from you, but you've given us your scriptures, and we thank you for that. So today, as we dive into them, may our hearts be open and exposed to, to, to hear what you have to say and call us to the greater call that you have for us, Lord. I ask that you would stand in this my body, that you would think with my mind and speak with my tongue. Say to us in this house those things that you would have us know in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Uh, we have Bibles available for those who uh, would like one. Uh, and some of you already uh, grabbed one. If anybody doesn't have one, just raise your hand. Sister Neda will get one to you. And we also, again, have the, uh, the notes for the day. So hopefully you have those in front of you. If you do have a Bible, I'm going to uh, encourage you to open up to the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. And um, if uh, somebody finds the page number for Matthew chapter 5, just uh, tell, say it nice and loud, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, help the rest of the family find it. Yeah, you can go ahead, Melvin, and grab one. That would be great. Anybody else that needs one, just let us know. Again, Matthew chapter 5 is where we're going to start today. Praise God. The title of today's message is Be the Change for Good. What is it? 815, page 815. And the title of today's message is, that's wrong. Okay, never mind. Thank, th thank you, Gila. No, it's, it's all right. <laughs> Mistakes are okay. So whenever somebody finds it, just let me know. About it. Um, 785. 785. And if somebody wants to double check that, just to make sure, you know, we're good. 785. Gilo, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. So the title of today's message is Be the Change for Good. For Good. You know, I remember in school growing up, and there were in middle school especially, I had friends that encouraged me towards good things and friends that encouraged me towards bad things. <laughs> I remember there was this one guy that all the, the, the middle schoolers looked up to, and, and uh, I remember still the day that I realized that this guy was not a good guy. He was into all kinds of stuff that would bring us down, and he would actually uh, uh, you know, befriend kids and then have them try smoking and try drinking. And by God's grace, the Lord kept me from that. But I remember that this one guy made a difference in our whole circle of friends for the, for the worse. And I'm not talking about that today. Today what I want to talk about is, is there have been people, I don't know about your, in your life, but it's certainly in mine, there was, there's been people, I remember my freshman year in, in high school, that my walk with God was kind of like uh, not really existent. I wasn't really uh, living for God. I wasn't really uh, engaging in relationship with the Lord. And one time, this one friend, and unbeknownst to him, he said, hey, man, why don't you come and pray with us? He was my age. I was 13 at the time. He was either 13 or 14. Why don't you come to pray for uh, and pray with us? And I was like, pray? What are you talking about? Yeah, we have this prayer room, and, this, and we just get together, and we pray. And so I went there, and I saw a young man crying out to God and trying to have a relationship with God. And I said, wait a second. 
this is different. Something about this that I want. And the hunger inside of me grew for the things of God. That friend of mine made a difference, a change for the good. Say, for the good. Today we're going to talk about being the change for the good. God is calling you and me to be a change in this world for good things, for good purposes. Amen? And so we look at his most famous sermon, and part of the, it's called, in the book of Matthew, called the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount. And we began last week talking about, about the Beatitudes. We talked about last week how God has this beautiful, delicious meal. Anybody like a good, delicious meal? I don't know about you, but I do, right? I love a delicious meal. God has this delicious meal prepared for us called the blessed life. Say the blessed life. And we talked about last week how God says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who hunger after righteousness. Blessed are. And we went through all of the ingredients that God chooses to make this delicious meal called the blessed life. And so today we continue in that process after he says, blessed are you because yours is the kingdom of heaven. If you're poor in spirit, if you mourn, if you've gone through some things, even if you're persecuted, the kingdom of heaven is yours. And then he goes on to say this. You are, this is the first verse we're going to look at today, chapter 5, verse 13. Chapter 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. So Jesus, this is Jesus preaching. How many, like, how many have podcasts that you listen to or preaches that you listen to on the radio? Um, I would have loved to have a podcast or a, or a radio station that had Jesus himself preaching. I mean, there's all kinds of great preachers, right? We've heard of all kinds of good ones. We've got, you know, T.D. Jakes and Billy Graham and all these people that are famous. But I would have loved to hear Jesus himself. And so today, we can't hear his voice physically, but we can hear a sermon from him. Say amen. And so if we want to learn from someone, yes, I want to learn from people, but I want to learn from Jesus himself. And says, you are the salt of the earth. And I want to uh, just remind us that the very last verse before he says this is, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. I don't like that, by the way. I don't want to be persecuted. I don't want to be insulted. I don't want people to say bad things about me. But he says, you're blessed. Here's why. Because great is your reward in heaven. And here's the idea, you guys. When we are, when we are allowing the, 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 the ingredients of the blessed life in our life, when we are allowing that to happen, we're going to be different than the rest of the world. We're not going to look the same. We're going to be a change for good, so help us God. And so because when we are different than the world is, we get persecuted. Listen, Jesus was persecuted too. Jesus healed and restored. Blind eyes were opened. Leprous skin was completely healed in a moment. And people looked for a way to kill him because he was different. He was doing things differently. And so then today we go on, you, Jesus say, not just those who are blessed, you are the salt of the earth. What does that mean? And so I spent a good amount of time looking at definitions and what does it mean? Because for you and I, uh, how, how many of you like salt in your food? Everyone, uh, just a little bit, right? I still remember one time I, I went to a, 
a family member's house. And I don't know about you, but in Puerto Rican homes, if you ha are served a meal and the meal is yummy and good, uh, you're going to eat it. If something is missing, like a little bit of flavor, what would people usually put on? Salt and, and pepper, right? Yeah, adobo, there you go. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to concentrate on the salt today. But I still remember, because in my family, if, if, if my mama cooks a meal, and I say, where's the salt? Do you know what she thinks? Oh, it must not be very good. Or they don't like it because they need to add something because it's not, an, not flavorful. So when I, in my houses, in, in, in my family's homes, we don't put salt. Everything is great. You don't do that because if you do, you're kind of sort of insulting the cook. Now, that's not true in every house. I still remember going to uh, another family member's house. You know, now, now that I've been married to Amy, I, my family has expanded. And I still remember going to one of her family's uh, houses. And I remember tasting the food. And I remember thinking, you know, this is yummy, but it could use a little bit of salt. But I'm not going to pull out the salt. Are you with me? Because I'm in a family's house that's not, you know, I don't know. But all of a sudden, I see one of the main persons in the house, a paper that everybody respects, he starts to eat, and he grabs the salt, and he just goes, boom, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, oh, okay, he's doing it. So I guess it's okay. We can put a little bit of salt on this thing. Why? Because it was missing a little bit of flavor. There was something missing. It was okay, but it needed a little spice and needed a little life, and so we put salt in it. And, and again, as I've been uh, studying some of this, he said, well, Pastor, did they have, like, table salt like we do back then? No is the answer to that question. But here's what they use salt for. They use salt as a preservative. Say preservative. You know, sometimes they have food. Back then, they didn't have the nice general electric uh, appliances. And so back then, they would put salt on the meat or put salt on whatever it is that they wanted to preserve, say preserve, because they wanted to keep. They wanted to preserve. They didn't want it to decay. They did not want it to decay. And so when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, he's saying something very powerful. You can live such a life with the recipe of God that he gives to you, poor in spirit and hungering and thirsting after righteousness and merciful and pure of heart and peacemaking and all these things. You can live such a life that you become salt wherever you go. That wherever you go, there's kind of something weird going on. It tastes a little bitter and you show up and you're like the little bit of salt that was needed for that situation. Or things are decaying in a family or in a relationship and you show up and you're the you because of Christ in you, you're the preservative that keeps things together. That keeps things alive. Here's the first villain. You and I are salt that preserves and flavors the world around us. You and I are salt that preserves and flavors the world around us. Salt without flavor, does that make any sense? No, it's useless, right? Salt without flavor is useless. When you increase, and here's, here's a, a, a next step for you and for me this morning, and then we're starting off early. When you increase your closeness with God, you increase your saltiness. <laughs> uh, another, uh, another use for, for salt uh, is here in Rochester, right? What do we use salt for? Yeah, snow and ice. And, you know, you put it on the ice, and it's amazing what happens. It starts to, it starts to melt, and so that you can walk freely without injuring yourself, right? And, but if that salt, if the salt 
emptiness on it was gone, you would just put it on the floor and it would do what? It would do nothing. If it had lost the, the, the flavor, the, the chemistry that it needed, it would do nothing. And so salt, you and I are the salt that preserves and flavors the world around us. The scripture goes on to say, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. A, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Could you put the house lights off? Not these ones, but just the house lights for a second. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. No, not these ones, but, but the house lights. Can you turn off the house lights? Yeah, thank you, uh, Edie. I appreciate that. Yeah, so, so uh, and again, we can't do it perfectly because it's daylight right now. But when there's, I don't know about you, but when there's darkness and you can't see, the, the thing that people go for is what? The light. You try to turn on the light. These days you don't need uh, to turn on the light. You can just pull out your, your phone and put the flashlight on, right? I do that all the time. Because you cannot see clearly when there is darkness. You are the light of the world, Jesus says. Here's the, here's the next villain. You and I are called to position ourselves to reflect the light of Christ into our world. You and I are called to position ourselves to reflect the light of Christ into our world. Anybody ever have um, satellite TV? If you've never had satellite TV, here's how it works. Uh, the company brings you a dish, a little dish, and they put that dish on your house. And they have to put it in just the right place because the, the dish is worthless unless it receives a signal from outer space. <laughs> Are you with me? There's a satellite that's going on around the earth, and that satellite sends a signal to my little satellite, and because that sends it to my satellite, then we can get the wonderful whatever it is, ESPN, you know, so we can watch sports or whatever it is, right? But the satellite that I have in my house is worthless. I don't have a satellite anymore, praise be to God. But it's, it would be worthless without a signal coming in. Are you with me? In the same way, are you familiar, if you're familiar with the moon, the moon does not have light in and of itself. But we drive around and we see this beautiful moon. We say, wow, that's beautiful. Look how bright the moon is. But the reality is what the moon is doing is it is reflecting the light of the sun. And the more the moon reflects the light of the sun, the brighter the moon is, right? But it is not the moon itself. And here's what I want you to see. You and I, when Jesus says, you are the light of the world, he's not just saying that somehow you have to manufacture a light. But here's the deal. When you, you and I, as little satellites, position ourselves in the right place where God can shine down his light, can, when God can give us his signal, so that we then can reflect the signal of God to the world. Are you with me? Amen. So this past uh, week I was just watching a couple of clips and I found uh, this video. And I thought it was really powerful speaking about the light. And it's a famous actor. As far as I know, he's a follower of Jesus. I don't know everything about him. But I thought it was worth it because it was really powerful. I want you to hear what he says about light. Because oftentimes we think, celebrity and if only if I could be famous if only if I could do this that or the other and this person is talking about some of the pressures and then some of the way that he has been able to deal with light and, and bright lights shining on him so go ahead and play that nice and loud make sure it's nice and loud 
feel if would you ever feel like you're in the lion's den by being like a celebrity? And I'm sorry it's cut off. I don't with, know what you know, happened there. People but. always trying to figure out what's going oh. on with Chris Pratt and the cameras pointing at you. You ever I, feel like you're in the lion's den, Chris Pratt? <laughs> oh. Yes. Yeah, I, I suppose I do. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. But if you know, you guys, ha if you haven't read the book of Daniel, yeah, go check it out. It's pretty cool. But you know, he lives. And uh, what? Well, give it away. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> I need, Daniel to, get better. Why I need to get better at promoting now? things. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I, you do, you know, but I, I just recently, I wish I could remember who this quote is by. I'll, I'm going to post it after this because the name is, has slipped my mind right now, but there's this great quote that I actually heard in church, and it felt like it really appropriate, which was, if the spotlight that's shining on you is brighter than the light that, that comes from within you, it'll kill you. And you see it all the time. Wow. And I like that. people in our position, people that are actors, you see it a lot, you know. It's it's a it's a it's a real bright spotlight. If you don't have enough of a self to share, then you can get swamped. If you don't have the, a uh, life, yeah. you, well, sometimes just having a self to share is is what kills you. Because you've because there's nothing left. So you have to you have to have a light to share. You have to have a light that that's just as bright as any of these lights. And uh <laughs> Then you can survive. Then you can save some of yourself and not give it all away. You know. Wow. I like that. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, so I thought that was really powerful, especially in light of the fact that we're talking about light today. And you can bring all the heights, uh, house lights back up. Right, but if the, if, if, and, and I see this all the time. You know, one of the things with idolatry, we, we don't worship statues or anything like that. But here in America, we worship people. <laughs> we, 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 celebrities are worshipped. And what he said is so powerful. Think about all the people in the media and celebrity world that end up doing drugs and committing suicide and just divorce after divorce. Their life is a mess. Why? Because the spotlight that's on them is consuming them because they don't have a light to, to reflect themselves. And I love what he said. If the spotlight that's shining on you. By the way, that quote is from a, uh, uh, a lady named Christine Kane, who's a powerful evangelist and minister of the gospel. Um, if the light that's shining on you is greater than the one that's coming from you inside of you, it will kill you. You and I are called to position ourselves to reflect the light of Christ into our world. Jesus goes on to say, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And here's the next villain. The purpose of light is to allow someone to see what they could not see before. <laughs> the purpose of light is to allow someone to see what they could not see before. So your life and mine is supposed to be salt. It's supposed to contrast what the world brings. Your life and mine are supposed to be the light, not our own light, but the light of Jesus being reflected through us. So that wherever we go, maybe people can see things that they could otherwise not see because we're shining the light of Christ, because we're shining a different way. I had to watch somebody shine the light of Christ in their marriage so that I can see what a good husband, a good marriage looks like. I had to see somebody shine the light of Christ in their parenting so that I can see what the light of Christ looks like as we take care of our children. I had to see what the light of Christ looks like in loving strangers. I, 
met people who loved Jesus and loved strangers and would be very nice to them and very generous. And I learned every time I saw them, I would learn and a little bit of light would get splashed on me because I would learn about generosity and giving and loving your neighbor. I had to learn those things every time that you and I shine the light of Christ wherever we are. People start to see things that they could otherwise not see before. There have been some things that people have said, I didn't know this was the case. I didn't know this was true. I remember in one class not too long ago, uh, somebody, I was talking about the fact that Jesus Christ never sinned. And I don't know if you know that or not. He didn't do anything wrong. I don't know about you. I, I make a lot of mistakes every day. Jesus did nothing wrong, never. He was sinless. And somebody said to me, well, I didn't know that Jesus never sinned. I didn't realize that. Well, it's the light of Christ that is opening up our hearts and our minds. Jesus is spotless, sinless. You are called to be salt. You are called to be light. In the same way, Jesus goes on to say, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. Say good deeds. And glorify your Father in heaven. Here's the next felon, and I want you to think about this and pray it with me. Uh, just as, as, we, as we look at it. The light inside of you is meant to be seen by others through good deeds. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. The light inside of you is meant to be seen by others through good deeds and bring glory to the Father in heaven. The light inside of us is supposed to be seen by people through good deeds. Say it one more time for me. Good deeds. Here's the deal. It is not enough for me to have a, I had a quiet time this morning, and I had time with God, and I read the scriptures, and I prayed. But, and that's wonderful. But that's not enough. The light inside of us has to come out. It has to be reflected. And the way that you and I reflect the light of Christ is through good deeds, through loving people, through serving people, through forgiving people. I want you to remind you, this is the message by Jesus himself. Jesus is the, the preacher. What's a preacher talking about this morning? Jesus preached a powerful message. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds. So one of my prayers is, God, would you help me to do good deeds wherever I am? But not in my own strength. Because, you know, you ever heard of that commercial, old commercial? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't, right? Sometimes you wake up and you, you feel like, yeah, I'm going to conquer the world today. Sometimes I wake up and say, nobody talk to me, please. Except my kids, of course. There you go. Right? But sometimes we, we feel, listen, but, if, but, if we, but here's what I do. Every morning, whether I feel like it or not, every morning, if I just step into the sunlight of the, the love of God, and I allow that sunlight to warm me and to fill me through his word, through his love. Then when I walk out of that place, out of that situation, I have something to share with other people because I'm reflecting the sunlight of God. There's a story in the Bible where Moses would go up to a mountain and would spend time with God. And the Bible says that he would come back down from the mountain. And there was one particular story. He came down and his face was like a flashlight. 
his face was shining. And people were looking at him going, wait a second, say it, we're scared because there's, there's a light shining from you. It's a beautiful image of when we spend time with God on the mountain and we interact with other people, the light of God shines through us. Amen? The light inside of you is meant to be seen by others through good deeds and bring glory to the Father in heaven. Bring glory to the Father in heaven. Bring glory to the Father, not to us. There's a song that says, Not to us, but to your name be all the glory. Because it's not to us, it's to him. A couple of things on next steps on how to be the change, and we'll finish with this. The first one is read about the light. Learn it. Read about the light. And if you want to put something next to it, you can put God's word. God's word. Read about the light. That's one way that I expose myself to the sunlight, to the satellite signal from God, is by opening up the word and learning about the light of Jesus. The second one is relate to the light. And then fill in is this, love him. Love him. Love him. Jesus is the light. I remember that I, a few years ago we had a vacation Bible school. It's uh, 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 one of the songs. Jesus is the light that shines my way. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> right? He is, uh, yeah, thank you. There, yeah, amen, amen. <laughs> Jesus is the light. So relate to him. You must relate to him. Love him. This light is not about do's and don'ts. It's about a relationship. Love him. Learn from him through his word, but love him. Talk to him. Say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I want to be close to you. And then finally, reflect his light. Live it. Reflect his light. Live it. It's the final feeling. Live it. We're, you and I are called to live what God's doing inside of us. It's not enough for us to accept things in our heart, but we want to live what God's doing inside of us. Be the change for good. You are salt. You are light. Don't allow the, the, the spotlights of the world, like the actor said in the, in, the, in, the, in the clip, to be brighter than the light that's inside of you. It will consume you. But the light of Christ, you know that when it's all said and done, when we get to be in the city of God with the Lord, the Bible says that there's no light poles and then there's no electricity because the light from God himself shines through the entire city. And his light permeates all of the darkness. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks for your word. We love you. We praise you. We need you. Thank you for loving us just the way that we are. And thank you for calling us to be salt, for calling us to be light. Lord, uh, we could have never imagined that you would have chosen us and loved us and reached out to us, but we're so, so thankful that you have. We're so thankful that you have. We open up ourselves today. We tell you, Lord, we want to be salt. We want to help preserve. We want to bring flavor wherever we go. And God, we want to be light. We want to be light. Help us to position ourselves every day so that we can receive the sunlight and then reflect your light to the rest of this world, Lord. We love you. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name.